Winning season has officially returned, and with the NCAA back in action, plenty of opportunities to win at MyBookie. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or a first-timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. To claim your bonus, sign up and use promo code TRANSFER on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with MyBookie. It's simple. $100 deposit puts $200 in your account. You can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on team win totals, predict the national championship winner, or use the MyBookie prop builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Hello and welcome to, I think this is the fourth episode of the Transfer Portal CFB Gambling Podcast. We're on a week two now. Got a little bit of a weird slate. Um, I'm, I'm Dave. I'm joined by Andrew, Andrew, and Matt. How, how are you doing, guys? Terrible. I hate gambling. <laughs> Screw yeah. college. You, uh, Dave, I somewhat owe you an apology because that Thursday night game last week, I came on here being super confident on Aiden O'Connell, which <laughs> that loss was not on him per se. I, I blame it more on the fumble that happened in the second quarter. But Purdue has officially made my no bet list for 2022. I rescind my bet. I wish I could go to the to the to the, to the casino, rescind my plus 600. Purdue to win the Big Ten West. <laughs> I rescind any claim that I made defending Purdue. I rescind them finishing second in the Big Ten West in our preview in the preseason. I am done with Purdue. I am done with Jeff Brom. I am done with competition in the Big Ten West. They're canceled. They're canceled. They're just straight up canceled. That was that was rough, especially with that. That half a point with the with the three and a half. Penn State won by four. Jeff Brom completely mismatched that game. Uh, Penn State. Uh, fourth quarter, he deserves to be to Guantanamo. He deserves to be in Guantanamo for that fourth yeah, quarter. By the was, way, kept throwing the ball. O'Connell looked good. They just said Penn State kind of figured him out where he just was throwing under. They were able to neutralize him. That's what they game. were able to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I hit my Penn State money line bet. Thank God that would have been embarrassing if I lost that juice. Um, I went ten and six. Um, but I lost my uh, lock and I got murdered on TikTok. Yeah. You ain't the only uh, one that lost your lock. <laughs> Trust yeah. me. That was uh, Wait, Matt, did you win your lock? I didn't hit a bet last week. Yeah, did you oh. go on six? I, I missed everything. <laughs> I hit my lock. Woohoo. Yeah. Uh, Screw you, Colorado. Leading the board right now. You're seven and one or something. My no bet list is rapidly growing. It's going to be the entire FBS by the time, by the, time the year's over. We're, <laughs> we're on our way. <laughs> yeah fcs ball is good to bet on though it is hey uh, you know what shout out an fcs team on south dakota state doing more than just covering against iowa so yeah. applause to all trust. plus two 20.5 betters a a k a me hit that shout out the total didn't even oh yeah sorry no, yeah, did the I, first I, did the first half total even hit the first half, I don't know if the first quarter total hit. That was a rough one. Because the, the, the total was 44 and a half. So the first quarter was probably like 10 or 11. So I don't know that the first quarter total hit. It was not fun. So we're hey, on a week two. nine leg parlay hit. It did, it yes. did. That was, what was it plus 155 though or something? It was plus 192. Give me some. Yeah, uh, that's better. That's better. That's better. I was, I thought, I first thought it was like plus 125. You got another one in store, which we'll talk about later. 
Uh, yeah, we're on week two now. The slate, the board, board. Uh, I mean, I looked in the board. I, I was, I was, I didn't like it at first, and I came out with like ten to twelve plays. I have like ten that are official right now, so we'll go down that. Um, kicking us off on Friday, Matt, you would play for Louisville UCF. I have Louisville plus six and a half. Louisville was not ready to play last week. Malik Cunningham played probably what was the worst game of his entire five-year career as a starter at Louisville. I don't think that is what Malik Cunningham is. He's someone I bet to win the Heisman this year, or not to win, but someone I put money on that he could have an outside shot at it. They had six drives go inside Syracuse 40 and came with seven points, one touchdown from those drives. So I expect that offense to do better than that. And I don't think the UCF offense is going to put up that, that many points against Louisville. So I think Louisville is going to be able to cover this with ease. I think they're, they're going to get some positive regression in terms of finishing drives. I don't think seven points off six drives in scoring range is, is, is something that's going to be consistent. I think they're going to be able to, put, to cover the touchdown spread. Yeah. You, you need to win, my friend. So hopefully that'll, that'll start your week off right with, uh, with Malik. Yeah, he didn't look uh, great against Syracuse. They, they shut him down, essentially. But I think he'll be better this week. Uh, the next, there's only two. Not Friday, a little bit disappointing with that. That'll be a fine game, I think. Boise, New Mexico, not going to touch. That's kind of a, a snoozer that I'll just throw on later. Uh, Saturday, there are just tons and tons of games on Saturday. I've missed it. We're, we're in the thick of it now. Let's start off with maybe, I don't know if you can call it the most intriguing game of the noon slate, but it's going to be the one that's the most watched across the country, Bam on Texas. Um, I think that Bama's going to crush them, obviously, but I'm going to stay away from the 20 and I'm going to keep, I'm going to, I did it last week. It took Bama first half. I'm staying with Bama first half. It's a 12 and a half right now. They'll be up, uh, I think way more than two touchdowns at half. I think they'll, they could be up three touchdowns at half. So I'm going to just start my day off, wake up, have a coffee, start off one and with Bama first half minus 12 and a half. Yeah. I'm on Bama first half. Bama looked dominant last week, and Texas looked all right. Like they, they, they had a fine game. They, they did what they were supposed to do, but they didn't look like they. They played ULM. About a hundred teams out of one hundred thirty-one will look good against ULM. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then moving on, let's go to. I'll go, let's go to Miami Southern Miss. I have Miami minus twenty-five here. A lot of teams that let me down this year. Miami did not. Miami. It's the team I bet on to be in the CFP, to be win the ACC, to win the AC, ACC Coastal. I bet on them to do a lot this year, and they looked they looked every bit the part, putting up 70 last year. Granted, they were playing Beth and Cookman, which is you're supposed, that's what you're going to do. But it's not like Southern Miss is a far reach from Beth and Cookman. And I the, the, the offense looks a lot more balanced under Gaddis. They ran the ball for 300 times. They, they were up 70. They put up 70, and that was with Tyler Van Dyke on the bench for most of the second half with – and I like the backup, Jake Garcia. He's a four-star freshman. He looked good, and I think that kind of neutralizes the the possibility of a backdoor cover. So let's say he, he gets in, you don't want him throwing a pick six, and all of a sudden they win. They only win by twenty-one. This doesn't hit. He looked good. He threw seven for seven for eighty-eight yards. He looked he looked really good out there. So I think Miami's gonna crush crush Southern Miss. I think they probably win by 30, 35. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the backup looked good. That, that's always the problem with these games of backdoor cover. I mean, I got Central Michigan last week on a backdoor cover because Oklahoma State just decided to stop playing defense when they were up 30, uh, and that helped me out a lot. That's always a worry. I, I do trust their backup. Um, I'm just going to talk about the Penn State game real quick uh, because, again, I have to dress the elephant in the room that is Ohio football. 
who I mean, Penn State's going to win this game. The line opened at 24. Now it's moving 25 and a half. I want to take it. I'm probably going to take it. I'm not going to make an official play. But I think Penn State, uh, I think they're going to, I'm afraid to say it on the podcast that they're going to stomp them because what if they lose and I'm screwed? You're not, um, y'all not losing Ohio, man. Penn State will win the game. I don't know if they'll cover. I'm going to, it's not going to be official, but I do like the 20. I'm going to, I buy it down to 25. It's a 25 and a half right now. I always buy the half points, like I say. Um, yeah, I just think that we're going to see a lot of Drew Aller, too, in the second half. He's going to torch that secondary. Uh, Ohio's going to – I think, obviously, Penn State's defense is better than FAU's defense, which really uh, – I don't think FAU – I think FAU got one stop in the second half of that game, and it's in my nightmares. But, yeah, uh, Penn State's going to win big. Let's move on to Ar- uh, Arkansas State, Ohio State. That's That spreads way too big, I think. No. Nope. Um, I I was intrigued. I tried to look at a first quarter. I tried to look at a half. Nothing. There's absolutely nothing that does it for me on that one. I mean, I'm sure people will take Arkansas State with the 45. I could definitely see people doing that, but a little bit too early uh, for me to be throwing around Arkansas State at noon. Uh, no, Brown didn't look great without JSN in there. Yeah. You know what this game is? This game is a hangover bet. This is the type of bet that you look at, you realize you spent too much money at the bar last night, and you're like, eh, I could bet money on this game to try and get some of that back. Tip the bartender about 100 bucks. Let's try to win that 100 back. If it's at 3.30, I'm probably going to do it because I'll be a couple uh, light beverages in at 3.30 because, you know, i got to get my start my day early. But, yeah, that's going to yeah, – noon, noon, noon's not the right time to bet that game. Um yeah, so let's move on to South Carolina at Arkansas, which is a very, very intriguing game. I know you guys have some thoughts. Yeah, I'll go first on this one. I love the over. Arkansas should have lost to Cincinnati if they had a quarterback that could throw a deep ball, and that, that just showed that their secondary was just inept. I love South Carolina to be able to throw the ball. If they can protect Rattler better than they did last week, I love that total to go over, and we know how Arkansas's total kind of went over last week. It was a – little bit disappointing if you had the under because there was just not much defense in that second half. Yeah, I like to play for sure. I think Rattler is a much better quarterback. I was Bryant, right? Is the yeah. yeah, he I, doesn't I, deserve to be mentioned. Yeah, he was awful. He missed so many deep balls, dude. They were cooking that secondary. Yeah, and it, it, was, was, it was awful. I don't get how Evan Prater was not the starter for Cincinnati going into that game. He should have been the starter. Pickle's going off experience, so I understand that aspect. But at the end of the day, you got to take the guy that gives you the best chance to win. And I don't think it was Prater. Hell no. I mean, I don't take. I mean, at the same time, I don't exactly put a whole lot of stock on somebody who was just at Eastern Michigan. Well, he was also previously at the the Cincinnati program. Yeah, so... he was previously at Cincinnati, but then he left because he wasn't good enough. But he was good enough for Eastern Michigan. To be fair, I don't know how many quarterbacks that Cincinnati could have gotten would have been better than Desmond Ritter. I don't think any, honestly. He's the best quarterback they'll ever have. Caleb Williams in the transfer portal. Uh, <laughs> that would have been a heck of a move. Caleb Williams, just an ultimate power move, goes to the group of five. Um, Wake Forest, Vandy, that line shot up. When, uh, yeah. I'm so happy Stan Hartman's back. That's just great for the sport. Um, and the ACC preview, man, I was so yeah, high. They saves your 11-win prediction. Yeah, that's now I'm back. I'm back, baby, with my 11-win Wake Forest team. I think Sam Hartman's going to come out guns blazing in this game. Um, I, I, I No official play for me, but I'm – you know what? I'm going to make it official. I'm taking Wake Forest with the 13. I think they just blow Vanderbilt out. I think they're going to be amped up. Um, and Vanderbilt looked fine the first two games, but 
Uh, live on the pot, I'm taking Wake Forest with a 13. Yeah, I, I, I like I like the spread there for Wake Forest, even with the jump up. I like I was looking at it before, and now I'm pissed I didn't bet it before the Sam Hartman news. Yeah. But I, I, th- I still think they beat him by two touchdowns. Vandy's been a nice story over the first two, two weeks of the season, but I think that's probably going to end here. I don't – they're going to start struggling now. He also played Hawaii and Elon, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, put, a, well, put, a, put, a, put a little stock in that. Zoo <laughs> uh, K-State, that's, that's a very interesting line. I believe you guys are on Mizzou K-State play, correct? Me, I most certainly am. I take K State minus five first half against Missouri. I first, and there's a really, there's two words why I'm going for K State on this one. Deuce Vaughn. I think Deuce Vaughn, he played really well last week uh, whenever K State was playing, whenever they beat uh, South Dakota, South Dakota. All right, look, we get it. All right. State would have been more impressive. But I'm a huge fan of Deuce Vaughn. I, I think this Kansas State's one of those teams that can make small moves in the Big 12 waves. Adrian Martinez doesn't even have to do much. I mean, just give – I mean, if he just runs, K-State's still in a really, really good spot. I like Deuce a lot. Mizzou, sure, they beat Louisiana Tech, but that's a Louisiana Tech team that's not that good. I think this is one of those games where if K-State can, like, keep running the ball with Deuce Vaughn, then they can – extend the clock they can they can get more possession i think they're gonna i think they're gonna get that seven point lead at halftime if you look at the official sports books it's like 3.5 for k-state first half but i'm deciding to sell a couple points go up to that um minus five gets me to well i believe it was like minus 106 compared to like minus 170 to what it was before I love just tacking on the, the 1.5 points there. I, I am very confident that K-State will, will be Mizzou. That's historically had one of the worst defenses in the country. Um, I like the play. Moving on, uh, next game on the slate, Minnesota-Western Illinois. That's um, – I'm sure you're confident, Andrew, Andrew Stern, um Minnesota against Western Illinois, but I don't know if that's a play. I don't even, is there a line on that yet? Have you seen one? Uh, I think I've seen 38 and a half or 39. Yeah. So, big old number. Yeah. I mean, if they do what they did against New Mexico State, yeah, they'll beat them because Western Illinois is not going to be able to stop the run. Yeah. And they're not, I don't think they'll score either. And then yeah. Northwestern, uh, I don't think we have any plays in that. That's a weird ass game where Northwestern is getting 10. Um, staying far, far away from that game. I uh, don't even want to want it on my TV. Uh, after that, we got UNC Georgia State, which I have a play in. I'll give you my reasoning. I have the over. I think it's at 65 right now. Uh, it opened up at 67 and moved down. I'm going to take the 65 just because we watched UNC's defense last week. We watched UNC's defense two weeks ago. It's not good. And uh, Georgia State, I think, has a solid enough offense where they can put up points and Drake May – for North Carolina is, is a stud. He's been, you could say, one of the best quarterbacks that we've seen. Obviously, it's only two weeks in, but he looks – he hasn't played any defenses, but he looks great. I think he'll light up Georgia State. I think Georgia State will be able to put points. He would be over 65. I could see UNC putting up 45 and Georgia State putting up 28, which will get us there. Uh, yep, yeah, I'm going to go for that. Georgia State should be able to at least run. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't. I don't know that UNC can stop anyone <laughs> from stop from putting up three touchdowns. So I'm. I, I think that should hit pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, next game: Texas San Antonio and Army, both starting off zero and one, looking for their first win. What do you guys think? 
absolutely love the over of 54.5. I am in love with it. I saw it. I was like, do these guys even know how UTSA played last week? This is this is going to be a very unorthodox game, but like watching UTSA's defense uh, up in personal last week, it got really porous towards the fourth quarter. I think that was when Clayton Two was finally allowed to like open up and spread the uh, spread the defense a little bit. I think Army they can spread a lot of space on that UTSA, especially on the outside. Army they got torched for thirty eight points last week against Coastal. That was a Coastal offense that lost their top three wide receivers from last year. I think both of these defenses are just really porous right now. I love I, – I think both these teams are going to crack 30 with these. Yeah. Also, Frank Harris got a shout out. Frank Harris, I mean, he balled out last week. He, he, I think he was at like 330 yards last week. And, you know, Zachary Franklin and Joshua Stephens, who after seeing him, I can also say he's one of the most underrated wide receivers in the country right now. Those Both those guys combined got 200 yards over 200 yards. Um, I, I absolutely love the the play for both teams. Yeah, they played in two of the, like you could say, the two best group of five games that were on last week. Uh, UTS, they, they, they got tired late, I think, and Clayton Toon was able to run the ball. Um, and then Army, all they do is run the ball. So I think that over is definitely enticing, and I, I, I do like it. Um, moving on, NC State Charleston Southern, no bet. Uh, South Alabama, Central Michigan, fun belt against Maction. I'm repping the Mac right here, as I will week in and week out. Um, I Originally, this line came out. I think Central Michigan was three and a half, and they moved to five now. That kind of spooked me because, again, the FAU game is living in my nightmares, and four points is scary. Five points is a little scary. It's just weird. Four or five is just weird. Um, and I don't know if Central Michigan's defense is good enough to cover the five. The offense is prolific. Daniel Richardson and Lou Nichols are awesome. But South Alabama can also put up points. That's why I'm pivoting to over 59. South Alabama doesn't have the same offense Oklahoma State does. Obviously, Spencer Sanders had his maybe best offensive output ever uh, on Saturday. But, yeah, I'm taking over 59. I think both these teams – it's just it's – it's on ESPN Plus. It's going to be on my laptop. Uh, fun belt matching. You got to take the over one of those games and over 59 for me. When in doubt, bet the over. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you guys have caught on for a trend, but I will never take an under unless it's like a huge – it's a Big Ten game like Northwestern and Illinois. That's the only time I'll ever touch one. I'm just overs all year, and I'm that's one of a couple I'm going to play. I think that's my second one already so far, and I'm going to keep playing a couple more. Uh, looking at the board now, Utah, Southern Utah – Nothing. Temple Lafayette, nothing. Western Michigan, Ball State, another action game. Intriguing. The touchdown scares me. Going to stay away. I feel like you guys feel the same because that's another weird game, especially if it's on a a Saturday afternoon, Tuesday night, over. Saturday afternoon, I'm going to stay away from it. Uh, Marshall, Notre Dame, though. I don't have a play. I have a lean. I kind of want to buy Marshall up to 21. And I'm leaning that way just because I I don't I know Marshall's good in the Sun Belt. Um, Notre Dame, they off their offense, they're not playing Ohio State, they're playing Marshall, but I don't know if they can uh, put up points and try to like take this game and like blow Marshall out. I don't know. It just seemed like they're gonna be defensive oriented. And they'll win, obviously, but I could see them winning by 17. Um, I'm leaning Marshall. I don't think you guys have any thoughts on that one. 
the only thing that would scare me off that is Rashin Ali is still out, right? Yes. Of the year. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I'm off Marshall. <laughs> that that would that would be what would scare me off that one because he's a stud. I really liked him last year, so him being out scares me. But other than that, I, I, I Notre Dame offense definitely didn't look prolific last week. Did not. Yeah, I was kind of talking about the lean, trying to get you guys to talk me into it, but you've done even better. You <laughs> talked me off it. So, yeah, I'm off that game now. Uh, moving down, Clemson Furman. App State, Texas A&M is one of the more intriguing games on this board, I think. Uh, 330 at Kyle Field. App State showed they can put up points. Their defense showed that they can let up a lot of points. What do you guys think about this one? Texas A&M is at 19 right now. What's the total now? Let's find out. I think it's 50 and 54 it's at. 54? So, yeah. I think I like that. I think I like you over there. Yeah. yeah I, think would... you, you... I, I, th- I think Texas A&M looked fine on offense last, last week, and App State obviously it looked like they could put up, put up numbers. So he, I just need them to put up, what, 21 and, t- and Texas A&M to put up 35 and I get there. So I, I think that'll happen pretty easily. Yeah, I do like that now that you say it. Andrew, so what were you going to say? I was, I was going to actually go the opposite. A&M's defense is kind of getting a little slept on, and UNC, we know how Swiss their defense is. I, I do like App State on offense. Obviously, Nolan Peoples are going to be the highlight, but A&M, that's a different animal than UNC. I, I think A&M's going to be good on offense, especially against App State's defense if they play like they did against UNC but that's that's a game where I'll talk about it a little bit later because I actually do have a play it's just alted mm-hmm. yeah and your and your little teaser which we'll get to later yeah I mean I think Matt you, you bring up a good point other guys who put up three touchdowns but then playing at home in that in their stadium at Boone where you had 10,000 people over capacity than they should have had and then playing on the road to Kyle Field is two different animals um I I might go. We'll see. I might I might day of play the over. I don't know. That's but that's a super intriguing game, and I'm glad that it's on ESPN too. Uh, next, we're talking right about Haynes King for a second though. I mean that dude. He hit 360 yards last week. He did throw two picks, but he did have three touchdowns. That's a, that's the same Houston FCS team, but that's a same Houston team that's always among the top in the FCS. How much more stock do we buy into a performance going from Sam Houston to App State? Because if he at least plays well, you know, and if Devonna Chain and if an I Smith, if they can help spread the field for Haynes King on offense, I think that all I think that over can hit with ease, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, you said he threw for 360 plus three touchdowns. The two picks were not great, but again, let's see what did, what did Drake May throw against them? Last Insanity. Week? Yeah, let's could have. I think it was like 500 yards. Yeah, he threw for. He threw for 352 and four oh. touchdowns. Yeah, I think he also – he ran – how many rushing yards did he have? He had 76 rushing yards. So, he had almost 500 yards. And Haynes King himself. is a dual threat guy himself, exactly. too. We got we to gotta remember that. So, they could – the issue – I don't think the issue is Texas A&M putting up the points. It would then be with Chase App Bryce State. State putting up points, which I think they can do. They just need three touchdowns. And if it's a blowout, we could get a backdoor here. So I'm kind of talking myself into the over, but that's yeah. I mean, if Haynes King's if Drake May can do it, Haynes King can do it for sure. I can I rebuttal for a second? Yeah. I, I of course, if you guys have it on the over, I want the over to hit. Haynes King was not impressive last week. Like we, we can look at the stats all we want. 
I mean, even Jake himself, the Texas A&M fan, he said he wasn't impressive. One of his picks that he threw was literally just why would you ever throw that into triple coverage? Just, mm. I don't know why he threw that. Hopefully he does improve. I mean, maybe it's just week one jitters. He didn't look too impressive at the beginning of last year before his injury. But yeah, it's an, it's an app state defense. It still should be good enough for AM to put up a decent amount of points. And also A-Chain needs to be better. A-Chain was awful last week. He, he averaged two yards a carry. Now I'm excited for this game, even if I don't have anything. I'm just lots of storylines we're creating in our minds here. Um, at the same time, on ABC, you just flip over. We got Tennessee Pitt. With this 330 slate, by the way, is absolutely stacked. There's so many good games. But yeah, let's get to Tennessee Pitt. If somebody wants to kick that off. Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. Look, I rewatched the Pitt game. Pat Narduzzi. Wow, we, we just went from the Mark Whipple offense, which was so aggressive, Kenny Pickett throwing it to Jordan Addison and just absolutely electricity all across Heinz Field now. It's like Akersher or something. You know what? Maybe the name change is going to ruin them. But that conservative play calling against West Virginia almost lost them the game. If it wasn't for the wide receiver, essentially just having the ball go straight through his hands and just letting the ball float away into a pick six. West Virginia probably ends up winning that game. I freaking love Tennessee to be aggressive out the gate. Hendon Hooker's going to start off hot. They're going to take a 14-0 lead. And you know what Pat Narduzzi's going to be like? He's going to be like, you know what? We need to control the time of possession, go back into the eye form, go what to what we know. And you know what? Maybe we won't lose by 20. Because that's how he's going to play. If he goes down early, he's going to play to not get blown out. I, I'm that confident. I love Tennessee. I love their run defense. If Pitt does go into the run, they're not going to be able to run effectively. I love the six and a half with Tennessee. I have. I, I like the six and a half. And while I have the over here as my official play, because like while Pitt did look kind of molasses in the first half, once they got down against West Virginia, they picked up their pace. They, I think they went from like two plays a minute to like two and a half. So once they got down, they picked up their pace. And obviously we know Tennessee has one of the highest paces in the country. They had the most plays per minute last year and they were up near the top this year. And the, the scary thing about this for Pitt's defense is their front seven was one of the best in the country last year. They got gashed by West Virginia to like five for five and a half yards of carry. And that's only going to get worse with a dual threat of Hendon Hooker out there. So I, I like Tennessee to put up a lot of points this game. And once they get down, I think Slovis is competent enough to throw the ball, throw, throw the ball around and get put some points on the board. But I think Tennessee is going to put up 50 or 60 this game. I think they're going to put up a lot on this pit defense. That pit secondary is yikes. Yeah. But I mean, I, I knew losing to Mathis was going to be big. I didn't think it'd be that big. Like that was bad. Yeah. I like, uh, I haven't looked at what the number is, but I like Cedric Tillman on price picks, whatever the number is. They, they don't have anyone that can cover him. Just lob it up. Yeah, because that, that's, that's what West Virginia did. They just had big receivers, and they threw it up to their big receivers, and none of their big receivers are anywhere close to the to the, 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 the caliber of Cedric Tillman. Yeah, I, I love that play. Yeah, I, I'm getting talked into it myself, because I really do think it's going to be – it's going to be – it's ABC. Everyone's going to have this on. Bars watching it on TV. People are going to flip to it. This is going to be the Hendon Hooker game. This and – If you don't know Hendon Hooker, you will after this game. I think he's going to be incredible. Yeah, what were you going to say? Uh, one more thing. Tennessee is butthurt after that loss last year. A lot of people think Tennessee should have won that game. As someone who's a big Kenny Pickett fan, I didn't want them to win that game. But they probably should have won that game. They're going to remember what happened, and they are going to take it to Pitt. They're going to make sure that they realize we're the better team. I 
I totally agree. And that 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 ranking for sure. They're they're twenty four now. They're ranked now. They'll yeah. they'll be shooting right up after they beat Pitt. Especially um, why is Pitt seventeen? Like yeah, I don't. They just they were seventeen they last like, week. They, didn't they did move, not look right? great last week. Oh, yeah. it, that's just that, off of merit from last year. That was that was a West Virginia West Virginia. Uh, I mean, I had the seven and a half. Thank God, I had that half point. I know Matt, you also had the half point, but the other way, um, yeah, West Virginia choke choke that one away. Uh, Andrew, I think you're on Wisconsin Wazoo, right? You've got to play there. Welcome to the FBS, Cameron Ward, is what I've got to say. You go up against the toughest defense from last year the number one total defense from last year uh this is going to be brutal for cam ward wisconsin like listen they got they 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 got a shutout against an fcs team last last week in illinois state okay it's fcs it's illinois state but cam ward was not impressive against another fcs team last week against idaho it, it took until the third and fourth quarters for him to pick it up I don't I, – I'm going to pick Wisconsin minus nine and a half for the first half, and that's all I'm going with this game because Wisconsin right now is a team that's built to only dominate first halves and not the whole game. This is what bit me in the Las Vegas Bowl last last year, last season was knowing that they were going to run the ball down Wazoo's throat. Wazoo has among the worst run defense from last year. Uh, I, I'm not buying any stock to how they did against Idaho last week. I think Braylon Allen, I think he's going to go in there. I think he's going to have 140 yards by halftime. Graham Mertz was, you know, granted, it's still Illinois State. He still only had two incompletions uh, last week. So I think I think Chris just wants him to have a game manager. Right now, Wazoo as a whole, this is not a knock on camera award, but just that Wazoo team in general last week against Idaho was not impressive at all. You go into a hostile atmosphere in Wisconsin and Camp Randall. They're doing their stripe out for this game. This is just this is just a brutal awakening for Cameron Ward to play an FBS team. Yeah, that's going to be. That was I'm I was surprised that Cam Ward did not look as good as we're 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 a Cam Ward affiliated group. We love Cam Ward, and he didn't look too hot. Yeah, the, I think the first half is definitely safer than the game because, like you said, Wisconsin's going to ground and pound the Cougars to death, and. Yeah, I could see that happening for sure. When I saw the line, I think it first opened up at minus 17 for Wisconsin. Last time I checked it, it went up to minus 20. I saw the minus 20, and I am not touching that. That You know, Wisconsin's not a team that's going to try to blow people away through the air. They're just going to try and run as many times as they can on the ground. Braylon's probably going to be pulled out of the game in the third quarter. And then you're going to start seeing guys like Isaac Garendo, Julius Davis, guys that most people on here have never even heard of. And they're just going to just be straight chilling. That's why that's how they let Arizona State cover last year in the bowl game. It's right at 17 and a half, by the way, right now. Yeah, I think it's been jumping around. Uh, next game. Again, we got another great game. This one's on CBS. Oh, it's not really going to be a great game, but I want to talk about it a little bit later. Air Force in Colorado. Air Force is 17 and a half right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a little preview for what I'm going to bring up later. Um, and I'm scared about it. I'm a little, no, I love the play. But don't be scared. Don't be a little scared. Yeah, a no, lot, don't lot be. Of rushing yards we're in store for. All right, we'll talk about Air Force Colorado later in the show. Uh, Memphis Navy, no touch, me, no like any of either of those teams. And then since he kind of saw state, nothing. Maryland, Charlotte, I do have a play. I'm taking Maryland. They're up, uh, I think they're getting they're giving 27, they'll cover. I think relatively 
not super easily. I think it, it could be a sweat towards the end. But, I mean, Charlotte just, whoa. They have that not looked good. Is, yeah. And then, like, Maryland has, you could say, the best receiving core in the country, one of. And Talia Tungavaloa didn't, they didn't look great against Buffalo. But I think this is the game where they're going to showcase how good they can be, that group. And I don't know if Charlotte's going to – I don't even know if Chris Reynolds is playing. He's been hurt. Um, if no Reynolds, I like to play even more with Reynolds. I still like it. They lost to 30 by my good friends, the FAU Owls. They lost to William and Mary last week by 17, which was tough. And I think they lose to Maryland by like 40-ish, 45, I could say. Yeah, that's so, that's Charlotte defense is brutal to watch. This, this is a get-right game for Maryland for sure. Yeah, they, they were not impressive against Buffalo. Uh, Talia, I almost said Tua. Uh, Talia didn't even throw a touchdown, which was the most surprising thing because I thought they'd be able to just air it out. I mean, Talia with that wide receiver room, what the heck are you doing not throwing a touchdown against Buffalo? It's, it's Buffalo. Yeah, they're going to bounce back this week. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's probably my second play, second favorite play on my card. Uh, moving down, Georgia Sanford. Georgia's going to beat Sanford by 80. I don't even know what the spread is, but that's what's going to well, happen. Sanford has a good record against SEC teams in the last 20 months. Really? Huh. Yeah, well, against the spread at least. Yeah. Um, uh, Florida. State, that's going to be a no. I mean, Michigan State, I just sweat out Michigan State against Western Michigan last Friday. And I don't – I'm not even touching Michigan State. I, Akron's not good, but I, it's the 35 is scary. Peyton Thorne, sorry. No, go, go. What did you say about Peyton Thorne pulled his best uh, Evan Stewart impression or Evan Prater because he was overthrowing. He overthrew three touchdowns in the first quarter. Shout out Peyton Thorne for ruining my parlay because uh, if he would have thrown one more touchdown, my over would have hit and I would have hit that parlay. So uh, if I cussed, I would give you the, the birds, but screw you. <laughs> yeah, it was a backdoor cover too against Western Michigan. And uh, I don't want to have to sweat on another Michigan State uh, MAC game. I don't. It's not worth. It's not worth it. I already got enough enough to worry about. And then moving and on. For, oh, one, one more thing on the Michigan State team, they just lost one of their their best linebackers and their starting safety. Not so. Absolutely. Yeah, take that as you will. And Maybe Akron take Who knows? That'd be awesome. <laughs> if Akron, if Akron goes to overtime with St. Francis, PA, and then beats Michigan State, you know what? college football ladies and gentlemen yep uh and four o'clock three thirty again we got uh, houston texas Tech. i think it's gonna be a great game uh i know andrew i know you have some thoughts on that i'll just start off real quick i'm i'm taking the points i'm afraid of the of i'm taking the three money line a little spooky to me i took them i had them four against utsa and then i was like yeah you know what half i took them live plus 140 on the money line, caught that because Clayton Toon showed up in overtime and in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, I'm taking the three. I think they can win it, but, Andrew, let's kick it to you. Uh, Houston money line, I got it at plus 125. Uh, this is a game that I think the Cougars are – truthfully, they're on the prowl for blood right now. This was a game last year that they absolutely choked. They had a 21-7 lead. Uh, in that game against Tech in the season opener last season. They just came back from a 21-7 to seven, uh, deficit against UTSA. And as far as I'm concerned, there should be a new phrasing in college football, death taxes and shootouts in Lubbock. Uh, not, just, not, not, just the, uh, not just the money line versus Tech. 
I'm going with the first half over. It just feels so much safer than going for the 64, I believe it's at now. Both these offenses, Donovan Smith get, getting 220 yards, four touchdowns, two of them were in his first two passes. I would, I would probably not touch this first half over if Tyler Show was playing. Now that Donovan Smith's in it, I am 100% in on this, 31.5. I think Clayton Toon, he's built a really good repertoire with two newcomers, Matthew Golden and Joseph Manjack. Joseph Manjack caught the, the game-tying touchdown in that fourth quarter against UTSA last week. Um, I, I, I think I think Dana's finally going to let the uh, – I think he's finally going to let – the playbook open up for Clayton Tune in this game. Uh, Houston's offensive line does concern me, but Texas Tech has nowhere near the pass rushers that UTSA did. So I think Clayton Tune's going to be a little bit more safer uh, going to this week. Uh, I love this first half over. I think it's going to be like a 24 to 20 at halftime. The, this is just going to be an old fashioned Wild West shootout. And, I, and I'm more than happy. It's going to be, it's going to be guns blazing the whole game. Do we get any word on Tech's QB? Is he playing or what's the it's, it's Donovan. It's Donovan. Tyler show is going to be out for at least two weeks. All right. Which I think is good for tech. I think that'll be a great game. Um, the first, you love your first half plays. You love them. Have squad. I, I do. I really do. Because you got to take a look at how some of these teams play. And I feel like whenever a game goes on in Lubbock, once it starts, it's on always. And it could <laughs> either mean Texas Tech's getting blown out. It could be a back and forth game. This is, you know, I love first, I, I love first halves and I love first quarters because I like getting my money early. Uh, UNLV Cal is the next game. That's also on at four. I don't, I don't think a lot of people are looking into this game, but it's not on TV. I don't think you can stream it anywhere. You're going to have to find it somewhere on eStream or something. I think it's going to be great... one of those pay-per-view like yeah. websites. On the on the upset show, I think UNLV has a shot to beat beat Cal outright. They're thirteen point dogs. I think they're like plus three ninety, around plus four hundred on the money line. But that's not the play I'm going to give out. I'm going to give out the over at forty nine. So UNLV is coming off a bye week against Idaho State. They ran the ball really well. Doug Brumfield looked like he was a stud against Idaho State. And Cal's defense, their offense looked good. Jade Knott is going to be a complete game changer for them. I think he's a great quarterback. Palmer was effective, but their defense let up 387 yards against FCS UC Davis. That's not something you want to do in your opener. They only let up 13 points. They had a pick six. Yeah, but against UNLV, with you could say, hopefully it's electric this week, but Brumfield's really good. Um, and 49 is just it's too enticing to me to not take. And I think that game goes over. I think it's going to be a great game. UNLV could pull out an upset. It's going to be close till the fourth quarter. But, yeah, give me over 49 in UNLV Cal. I like that. And Iowa State, Iowa. This <sighs> could be the exact opposite of what I think UNLV Cal is going to be. Um, I think we either all have plays in this one or most of us do. Let's uh, let's start it off because I know who I like in this game. Uh, give me Iowa State money line. I can't believe they are plus money. Yep, I'm, I'm in the same boat, dude. It's it's yeah. Oh, Iowa looked, but this is scary. This is scary. We said the yeah. exact same thing. We said the exact same thing for Utah, Florida. We couldn't believe that, you know, that that some of the Utah plays were plus money. We couldn't believe that some of the that a lot of the Illinois plays against Indiana last week were plus money. This honestly feels like a death trap, and 
I don't know if it's because it's at Kinnick. I don't know if it's because Iowa just Iowa State doesn't know how to play against Iowa for the last eight years. This is just I don't you know on paper Iowa State should be favored by like six and a half against a team that didn't even score a touchdown last week and yet still got seven points. But the I am not touching this game with a, with an eight foot pole because. I came so close to betting Iowa State plus three and a half, but I just can't because this is this just has trap written all over it. Yeah, I, so, I, sorry, let's go. Uh, I, yeah, well, it's fresh in my head and I don't stutter or anything. Yeah. Um, you were right about that. Like Utah, all these Utah, Illinois were like, why is this like this? Why is this like this? Why are we getting plus money? Why are we getting these great odds on these teams? We didn't watch those teams play yet. We watched Iowa play football, and that offense is awful it's Petrus can't move the ball there it's gonna be it's gonna be a slow game it's gonna be really really ugly but I don't think Petrus can like maybe they score a touchdown I just think that Iowa State's going to score at least two they're gonna score 17 points and the win 17-7 I think the three and a half is respect to Kinnick I don't think you can make it less than three three and a half and I'm sure Iowa fans are hammering this line which is why it's staying where it is uh, I just think Iowa State plus three and a half. And I'm going to take – I'm taking the three and a half and the money line just because I have no faith in Iowa, and I could be wrong, but I just think that they are awful. Andrew Stewart, go. Yeah, I, I was going to say they're getting the three points because of Kinnick. I think that Vegas views these teams as equal, and I kind of agree. Iowa, for how anemic they are on offense, and that's not even a strong enough adjective, they have one of the best defenses. At least they performed like it. Jack Campbell is a freaking – maniac at linebacker not only did he get the safety he was just moving around the field against south dakota state which by the way we talk about how bad iowa was on offense we do need to respect south dakota state on defense they played the same style of defense and south dakota state was prepared for it the entire way they played very well we got to remember it's a power five team going up against an fcs team even though spencer petrus had a 1.1 qbr which i'm pretty sure if one of us lined up we might have a higher qbr than 1.1 it's still FCS versus Power 5. We have to respect that. With that being said, I have an alt play on this. I'm not touching this spread with a 17-foot pole <laughs> because I do agree with Andrew. This is very trappy. Oh, yeah. Hunter Deckers is a bit of a question mark. He looked very good last week, but at the same time, it was what? Southeast South, Southeast Missouri State. Yeah. yeah it's, right. They're it's, like, they're fine. It, it's like you're going from Southeast Missouri State to Iowa. Yeah. I legitimately would not be surprised if Iowa covered, but the only reason why they got that cover was because of a defensive touchdown. Exactly. Oh, that, I, I, I don't know if this is the thing I can bet. I would put so much responsible units on Iowa to get a defensive slash special teams touchdown. You can bet it. I'm, I'll go find the odds if, for you right now. You can definitely bet if, it. If it's on uh, my bucky of the uh, promo code Mitchell. transfer, by the way. Promo code transfer. You probably saw it in this video, and if not, what the heck? I have a little but, graphic right underneath. Yep, uh, somewhere on this screen. Promo, promo code transfer. Oh, I, double I gotta, deposit. I gotta plug it. I'm gonna get ads in next week. We'll figure it out. Oh, we have a. I, I recorded a ad read. Oh, you did. Let's go. Yeah. Um, but I, I freaking love. I'll say right now, I do have a parlay. I'll talk about it later. I have an alt under 51 and a half just because I was going to pull some garbage on defense. Hunter Deckers, if he doesn't throw a pick and doesn't turn the ball over, I like Iowa State to win. If he does, I like Iowa to win, cover, get a defensive touchdown. So, I, 
have yet, but I saw last week for sure it was like plus 225 for a defensive That's touchdown. Insane. <laughs> So, that's insane uh, around the same odd this this week we do the same thing yeah but i have the uh, officially i have the under and the iowa state money line here i just don't think either of these teams are going to be able to score on offense i would i would put up three offensive points last week what's like, the what's the total uh point total right now is like 40 40 and a half 40 40 and a half yeah yeah 40 that's just 40 and a half you're you're banking on one of those teams to at least score 20 i don't know how that's possible I, I think it's possible if you get a defensive touchdown but for yeah, Iowa. That's the only way. But the thing is, can Iowa State score 20? I don't know if Iowa State can score 20 unless they get a pick. And Spencer Petras is bad as he is. We need to find out. Can, 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 not, we, I was just kidding. can we Can we put a same game parlay of Iowa to get a defensive touchdown but also bet the under at the same time? I would love to know what those odds are. You can't guarantee many things in life, but I can – I, you can pretty much guarantee Spencer Petras is going to turn the ball over at some point during this game. I know Deckers could definitely throw a pick. It could even be a pick six, but Pet, it's Petras. I think I said Petras before, but he's just—he's been—he's. Just, I don't know how this guy's still the starting quarterback. You can't oh. get anybody. You can't get anybody. Okay, hold up. Do it. So I, I, I'm going to go on a small rant. I, I try and pull my bias aside for a second. I'm going to talk about the Minnesota-Iowa game. They put in Padilla last year, who's their backup, who I believe is a mobile Petrus. And, of course, that's the reason they beat Minnesota. I don't know why they don't put in Padilla or Padilla. I don't know how to say his name because he doesn't play. Andrew, what was that? You want the under and the defensive touchdown? You want under and a – Yes. Uh, so yeah, under and defensive touchdown, whatever that may be. Uh, team scoring props. Let's see. No, I don't think I can see game props. This is a uh, great radio right here. All right. Yep, make make sure there's no dead air. That, I mean, I think that that I'm glad we spent time on that game because that to me is the most intriguing game on the board just because of we watched Iowa play last week on pretty much prime. A lot of people were watching that game. I'd say and people hated that game. Personally, I loved it. And I just getting the three and a half is because of Kinnick. Um, I understand staying away from it. I'm just on Iowa State. I, if I'm if, they, if I'm trapped again, I'm trapped again. Vegas got me good again, but I I like the Cyclones in the money line. Any anybody that knows me knows that I love defensive Midwest football. So that South Dakota State Iowa game last week was my probably my favorite game played last week. That was not named UTSA U of H. And this game could very well be the same, but we talked your ears off about Iowa State, Iowa. Let's move on to UVA, Illinois. That game's all these four o'clock games are good too. This whole slate for three o'clock, four o'clock, three thirty, four o'clock. We got some good games going. There's gonna be like six, seven games I think we have plays in at this time. But yeah, UVA, Illinois. Are we UVA holding our plus locks four and a half and go? Yeah, let's hold locks till the end. We'll uh, okay. Do that um, I'm, my lock is in this game. I don't want to say what it is, so I, I don't want to give analysis. Well, on you could have just said game. it and not say you're the not word lock at all. Well, I mean, Dave also Force said Force. his lock is in Air Force Colorado. Yeah, we'll just do it later. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you have you have a play in this? I think UVA Illinois. No, was it? Was I, it I, I, I like I like UVA plus four and a half, but yeah, I do too. All. I think Brandon Armstrong is great. Oh, Brennan Armstrong is great and glorified Danny DeVito, Penguin from Batman, whoever's quarterback over at Illinois. Yeah, he's, not a, he's, he's the old uh, Syracuse quarterback. He's terrible. Yep. And Sorry, Jack. You know, Mac, I didn't mean to say that he sucks. I apologize. What a lame tweet that was. 
And uh, yeah, that's kind of the main reason why. I don't know why Illinois is getting the favoritism in this game, especially after you just lost to Indiana last week. Granted, they got screwed on that game anyways. But uh, I think UVA is the better team. I think they're the more – I think they're the better offense in this game. I, I just don't know why Illinois is getting the favoritism. Then again, is this another trap game that, that, that we keep slipping ourselves into? This is just one where it just, where it just literally does not make sense. Plus four and a half, you're telling me that this game would still be in Illinois' favor even if it was in Virginia? Give me a break. Give me that plus four and a half all day long. Well, if they're giving the three points, it would be in favor of Virginia because you take away the three from Illinois and add it to Virginia. But I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, no. So then a bunch of these other four o'clock games are all FCS games. So I'm going to jump to – just real quick, I just want to – Incarnate Word Nevada. Incarnate Word is going to win that game. You can get that, yeah. line, that money line. I know it's going to be small. Liam, it's Liam's upset. But, yeah, take Incarnate Word. That's 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 a play for sure. It's dang near pick them. Yeah. Uh, and let's like jump to – All right. Then we're going to go we're gonna go back. We're going to go down to 7 o'clock. Because 4 or 5 o'clock, other than those 4 o'clock games we brought up, the 5 o'clock games, it's all a bunch of – like Kansas, West Virginia, we don't have anything in. Uh, East Carolina, Old Dominion will be a good game. No plays, though. Uh, and then it's a bunch of FCS schools. So then I'm going to jump real quick to Kent State, Oklahoma. Uh, I had the Kent State over last week against Washington. I think it was at 62, whatever it was at, it hit uh, relatively easily. I think it hit end of the third quarter, maybe early fourth quarter. And I'm back on this over. This over is a lot bigger. I think I saw it. It opened at 67. Now it's at 71. I'm on the over 71. My reasoning for the Kent State over stay the same. Until it bites me in the ass, I'm going to stick with it. Could very well be this week. But uh, they have a great offense. I think Oklahoma will obviously shut them down. They only scored 20 points against Washington. Uh, but they'll put they'll score three touchdowns, I think, in this game, especially in garbage time. Oklahoma is gonna run up the score against Kent State to prove that they that their offense is what people think it can be. Uh, I just yeah, it's gonna be a fun game to watch. ESPN plus. Uh hopefully Colin Schley looks better than he did against Washington, just for my sake and my Kent State. Golden Flash takes sake. Uh, yeah, I'm on the over 71, and then the game, the primetime game on ESPN, 7 o'clock, Kentucky, Florida, which is also very intriguing. That's a weird game, man. That's that's a weird game because Florida, after last week, they played such a great game, and then they get Kentucky coming in who beat them last year in Kentucky. So this could be like a revenge game, but this could also be a letdown spot for Florida. You know, emotions running high after that level of a win, but at the same time, you've got a conference opponent coming in that you're angry at after that game last year, which was freaking electric. I want to say that was the game Waka Flocka Flame was headlining. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I said it's an intriguing game, and then I looked down at what I wrote down and on, on all our cards, what I have like compiled, and none of us have a play in this. So I guess that's how intriguing it is that none of us even are playing it. Uh, wow, it jumped to six now. Florida's at six. That's that's a little – I don't know. I, I'm staying away from it. I think it's going to be a great game to watch, maybe catch something live. I think if Florida go down, Florida goes down early, take them on the money line live because uh, I think they'll come back and win that game. But look for – I'm going to be hunting live for that game for sure. Yeah. Um, and then Syracuse-UConn, no, no. UMass Toledo, I had on my card originally, and I knocked it off because I realized UMass can't score, and Toledo is getting twenty. Toledo is getting twenty-eight and a half. Uh, Daquan Finn's awesome, but that's too big of a spread for me for Toledo. And then let's just we'll jump all the way down to USC Stanford at seven thirty. That 
uh, it's uh, USC is going to crush them, but Liam has Stanford to win in that upset uh, video that's going to be out. But yeah, I think Matt, you could play in USC Stanford, right? I have the over here. the The spread has been bet down to where it's in single digits now. It opened at like twelve or thirteen. It's been bet down. I've seen it at eight and a half, nine and a half, and that kind of intrigues me. The, I have the over here just because USC's defense is not good. They scored three defensive touchdowns last week. They still allowed fourteen points to Rice, which no no Power Five team should allow fourteen points to Rice. So, and Stanford is obviously a much more competent offense. They're going to be able to, Stanford's comfortable getting in a shootout. So I think both these teams are going to score a lot of points and USC's offense looked borderline unstoppable, obviously against Rice, but they looked really good last week. I think they're going to be able to move the ball easily against Stanford and Stanford's going to move it right back the other way. It's a big number. I think it's up 66 and a half, but I could see USC putting up 50, Stanford putting up three touchdowns to get 50 to 21 and this covers easily. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think USC is going to put up tons of, so do that. Uh, what's, what's the total you said? 66. It's 66 and a half, 67 and a half. Yeah, so their so their team total is like gotta be hovering around 40 then for that game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's massive. I think they can do it too. Uh, let's move down. Arizona State. Arizona Oklahoma State is an intriguing game, but we have no plays on it. I just think Oklahoma State's going to smash them. Um, and then I have this is my second to last play of the card. I think I've given it. I don't even know what how many plays I'm. I'm running out. This is nine or ten or whatever. Um, I'm on Georgia State to cover twenty four against Nebraska because Georgia Southern. You mean Georgia Southern? Sorry, yeah. read it wrong. Georgia Southern. Apologies. I had Georgia State uh, beating South Carolina last week in the upset video, and they lost. Georgia Southern against Nebraska, covering 24. Thank you for correcting me. Uh, Clay Holton is the Georgia Southern head coach now, and he has kind of pivoted them to where they're throwing the ball more. Uh, they still run the ball a ton, but they have Buffalo transfer Kyle Ventries, and he's super Lit solid. up. He was uh, pretty solid at Buffalo. Uh, Nebraska, and Nebraska's – come on, you can't cover it against North Dakota. Like, I don't know what – Scott Scott Frost just doesn't know how to coach – at all just he just I don't know what the deal is there but yeah you're giving me 24 I think Georgia Southern's gonna be able to score some points I don't think Nebraska's gonna be able to run away with it because as they've proven year in and year out they can't run away with games and Georgia Southern 24 that's my play I also gotta play on this game uh I got Georgia Southern plus seven in the first quarter uh, the first quarter is where Nebraska looked at their absolute worst against North, North Dakota last week. That's one of the main reasons why I'm going for uh, Georgia Southern in this first quarter at their plus seven. It sounds like kind of insane to think about that. Kyle Ventrice, the the Buffalo transfer, is probably gonna, is the best quarterback that Nebraska is going to face up to this point. It's also just kind of insane to think about, but it really is. I mean, he threw for 367 yards last week against was a Morgan state. I think it was, but at the end of the day, why should I put less stock into Georgia Southern than I would have like, than I would with like North Dakota, you know what I mean? Like Nebraska, they, they, they played horrible in that first half. Georgia Southern is good enough to, 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 to keep up with Nebraska, even if they end up getting in a shootout. I expect Georgia Southern to keep this close, even since in the early beginning of this game, I love the plus 24, but I also even love the plus seven in the first quarter, uh, just in general. I can't wait for Nebraska to start getting into conference play and start getting smashed like they deserve to be. Oh, uh, I would not be shocked. And even though these two teams aren't great, even though one of them has a conference win, which still feels weird, 
I think they split against Rutgers and Indiana. I they have to. They they're just not good enough to stick with anybody right now. In fact, I don't know who they play first. I think they play Rutgers first at Piscataway, maybe. Yeah, they do. But, I, I'm trying to get a. I'm gonna get a, a press pass for that and sit in the box. That's what I want to do. Happy for you, but also I'm so sorry <laughs> you have to watch Nebraska football yeah, I because might go. last week. Just, I think we need to realize Nebraska, yes, they're going to be okay on offense. Casey Thompson's turning into Adrian Martinez. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but they can't stop the run. That They actually cannot stop the run. It's insane. Like, and I know I'm saying like a lot. North Dakota covered last week because they broke off a massive run in the second half. They were able to get three points out of it because they couldn't, you know, punch it in the red zone. And that three points was the reason that, it was like a 21 point game instead of a 24 point game and spread. I want to say it was 23 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was around there for sure. And Georgia, they can't stop the run. Georgia Southern known for running the ball. And I think Van is going to run some, some reads, some play actions like he did at Buffalo. Uh, he almost beat me. I think he was the quarterback when Penn state played Buffalo and Buffalo, I think was beating them at half. And that was, that was really tough, but they won. So thank God they did. Uh, yeah. Georgia Southern plus 24 and then plus seven in the first quarter. We're going to go I, – no, none of us have a play in this, obviously, as we shouldn't. But Michigan being a 51-point favorite <laughs> against Hawaii is the best thing I've seen on a board in a long time. And they could legitimately cover it. My lock is in this game, so I'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. My, but my well, lock is <laughs> All right, we'll get to that. Then. I didn't even know. Um, yeah, so moving down the board, uh, BC, Vatek not touching – more FCS schools. Baylor, BYU, I don't have a play-in. I don't think anyone has a play-in that, but that's just going to be a good old-fashioned game in Provo. I think Baylor wins, though. I like BYU. Yeah, Provo is a tough place to play, man. It's a tough place to play. They're all Baylor, so nice to be there. This game's a glorified holy war, to be honest. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little bit different. But it is to an extent. But I'm worried about Baylor's loss of production. Shapen looked good last week. Granted, it's Albany. You got to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, they smoked Albany, but it's Albany. Yeah, I mean Baylor. They lost WR1, RB1, offensive lineman, defensive lineman. Their top two safeties, top linebacker. I want to say they were bottom 20 in FBS when it comes to returning production. I'm really worried how that affects them going into a pro team, very experienced BYU team, very well coached BYU team at BYU. Right, looks like I'm, uh, you changed my mind. Now I like BYU, but no play. Yeah. I think again, you're right. Provo is, it's just a weird place to play. I forgot which quarterback said it. It was an old US, uh, ex USC quarterback. And he said that Provo is the weirdest like place to play because they're just these nerdy Mormons yelling at you. And usually, like, you get drunk fans yelling at you. And he was like, it was weird because I think they meant it. And it kind of hurt my feelings. But, yeah. Hopped up on Diet Coke. One one. Yeah, they're all, they're all hopped up on, on their sodies. Uh, Andrew, sir, I think you got to play for us in Fresno State, Oregon State. Oregon State, Oregon State, however. It's, it's Oregon State. As someone who was born in the state of Oregon, I can say Oregon. it's Oregon. Uh, uh, I have Fresno State money line. I would also take the minus one. Yeah, this is just such an offensively talented team. Jake Hayner, Jalen Cropper, or Jalen Moreno Cropper, I should say. They they didn't start off very well against Cal Poly. They won, I want to say, 31-7, and the spread was upwards of 40. Oregon State was very unimpressive in the second half against Boise State, a Boise State team that 
really shouldn't have been in the game and Oregon state kind of let them back in. I love Fresno state to just dominate them offensively. Oregon state's got a good offensive line, but I don't know how much they're going to be able to move the ball. I like Fresno state secondary. I love Fresno state to win this game at home. Yeah. I'm also on the Fresno state money line because of one man and his name is Jay Kaner. I love who Jay would be a Heisman candidate. Yeah, he would be. Um, that I watched into that Fresno state Cal Poly game and it was weird because Fresno state was moving the ball. They just weren't scoring. It was like Hayner, Hayner looked really good. They just couldn't punch it in. Um, yeah, I like Fresno. I'm going to be on Fresno probably all year. I'm a big Jake Hayner guy. And then the last game, which is maybe it's going to be such a fun game. 11 PM Eastern uh, on FS one Mississippi state, Arizona. I'm on the over for this one. I thought it'd be higher than 62. It's at 62 right now. I'm on over 62. Arizona can move the ball against San Diego State pretty much at will last week. Jacob Cowing looks like an absolute beast. Um, uh, and Mississippi State's air raid, you know, it's it's Mike Leach. And Will Rogers look very impressive. This is just going to be a fun night game where I'm either going to have – I'm either going to be like, yeah, I'll take the over because I've won my plays. Or, I'd be, oh, my God, I need to make my money back. I'm taking the over. It's, it's just – I just can't see this game not going over because they don't, their defense, Mississippi State's defense is fine. It's a SEC defense. You could tell me it just means more that their defenses are always incredible. Mississippi State defense, they're more focused on offense this year. Like they, like Mike Leach always is. And Arizona's going to put up points. 62, I could see this game ending like 35, 31, 45, 38. It's going to be, uh, Mississippi State's getting 10. Arizona could win outright. We'll see, but there's going to be a lot of points in this one. And that's the board from us. Um, we'll have all our plays compiled and everything later in the week. And now we're on to the parlay teaser corner. Uh, and Drewster, if you want to kick us off with your teaser all right. for the weekend. It's kind of a teaser, but it's all like different lines. I didn't do like a seven-point teaser. This is a 10-leg parlay. This is oh, a an alt-line parlay. Yes, it is an alt-line, 10-leg, throw a dart, and hope it lands on the triple 20. So we're going Air Force minus six and a half. I think they cover that with ease. Boise State minus three and a half. I got a shockingly good odds seeing that they're 17 point favorites. Penn State minus 12 and a half. Dave, don't be that worried with 12 and a half. Notre Dame minus six and a half. I, I think Marshall loses too much with Rashid Ali, and I think Notre Dame's defense is too good. Uh, I have AM minus three and a half against App State. Under 51 and a half in Cyhawk because I was going to pull some voodoo out of their butt and have some weird defensive touchdown. Uh, UTEP minus four and a half Hardison doesn't look very good, but they've got two very talented wide receivers. I love Tyron Smith. They should be able to do something against New Mexico state. Uh, South Carolina plus 14 and a half. I think they could win outright. I see no way Arkansas beats them by more than two touchdowns. Wazoo, Wisconsin alt under 53 and a half. I do agree with Andrew Kim Warden is probably going to have a tough time, especially with that pass rush. I also don't know how, how much Wisconsin is going to throw the ball. I think they're going to try and play time of possession with Braylon Allen. Once they're, up, it. once they're up like 27 something. I like that under and then Syracuse alt minus 12 and a half against UConn. It's UConn. And that is plus, I want to say, I double check my phone. Plus 11, 11, 11, 11, I believe. I think it's 1140 or something. You sent us something like that. It is plus 1143. And I have a half unit on that. So love an all-in parlay and yeah. Andrew you're gonna you're, you're can't lose parlay you're one to know on those you got another one for us absolutely this one has a bit of a higher odd to it uh the vast majority of this are money lines and I got two alt lines to it so I'll go ahead I'll go start on it 
Northwestern versus Duke. I think Duke is one of the worst teams among all power five teams, maybe next to like the likes of Colorado. I think they're that bad. I don't know what you had them for their win total, but I don't see them getting more than two seasons, two wins this season. Uh, I think Northwestern, I think they're doing a little bit. I think they're doing pretty well. This is they're, they're doing really well. I don't think they're going to do that much in the Big Ten, but they, they match up against Duke really well. I think Northwestern wins this at Ryan Field with ease. They're currently Temple favorite, but I only need the money line. Boise State money line versus New Mexico. Don't even need to touch that, to be honest. Uh, I took an alt line with this next game. Alabama minus nine and a half versus Texas. I know what you said about me liking first halves almost more than I like full games. But the reason why I'm going to Alabama minus nine and a half for the full game is because Texas absolutely stinks it up in the second half. I've seen games where Alabama starts off first half slow, but then in the third quarters and fourth quarters, they really turn it up. I think them winning by 10 points is impossible to not hit. Wake Forest money line versus Vanderbilt. Sam Harton, unleash the playbook. That's all I got to say on that one. Notre Dame money line versus Marshall. There's defense is just way too good on Notre Dame. Rasheen Ali, huge loss for Marshall. There's no way Marshall is going to overcome that. Uh, Air Force money line versus Colorado. Give me a fucking break, to be honest with you. Uh, Texas A&M money line versus App State. I just think Texas A&M's front seven right now is too strong for App State to, to keep it close with the Aggies. Nebraska money line versus Georgia Southern. This one, I am honestly more worried about this one than that specific game than any other one. But Nebraska, they, they, they did keep it up at the second half. They probably won't cover, but they'll win by, I'd say, around 10. And then this next one's a bit of an odd one. USC plus six and a half. So all I need is for Stanford to not win by a touchdown, and I am safe. Uh, whenever I submitted this in, I think this was at like plus 360. A little bit more juice on that Kansas Barley. I do like it. I, I do have a, a, a multiple this, this week. So I do have a parlay. I have my wake up to some bread parlay. So, I, so you guys have been saying 12 a.m. for the early games. I am West Coast, so it's 9 a.m. for me. So it's, it's less likely that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm up. So I have two first halves for the 9 a.m. that I'm probably going to wake up to. I have Miami to cover 13 and a half and Alabama to cover 12 and a half. So both teams would buy two touchdowns in the first half. I have that. It's, plus, it's They're both minus 110, so this is plus 260. I have that is my wake up to some bread part less. I like that. It's a good name. Good old-fashioned two-legger. Uh, now, I, I wish I had a parlay. I'm the only one that doesn't have one. I'll cook one up next week. All right. It's time for our locks. I guess I'll start and I'll dress I'll dress the room. Um, embarrassing. Just an a- absolutely embarrassing performance last week by me. Uh, Ten and six. Doesn't matter if the one play is going on the internet being seen by 50,000 plus. People are still watching that video, by the way, and making fun of me. It's, it's tough. It's bad. FAU couldn't cover the four. They lost that, right? That was bad. That defense was bad. But this week... I'm going to be like a phoenix rising from the ashes. This lock, hammer it. Hammer this lock. This is another five-star white whale play. Air Force minus 17. I just – Air Force ran for 582 yards last week. Granted, they played Northern Iowa. This week, they're playing Colorado. What did Colorado do last week? They left 275 yards on the ground to TCU. Most of those rushing yards came from their quarterbacks. Air Force is going to run that triple option, and they're going to shred Colorado, just absolutely tear them up. If Shroud plays quarterback for Colorado, maybe they'll put up two touchdowns. I think that Air Force puts up 
40 points. I think they win this game like 42 to 14. Air Force minus 17 by that half point. You'll thank me later. You don't even need it. You know what? 17 and a half. Take it to 20, whatever. But the lock is 17. That's the lock. Air Force minus 17. It's happening. I'm going to be one and one in locks this week. It's happening. I freaking love it. I I love Air Force. I Since we're now just talking about the game, I also have Colorado under 14. That offense is... It's bad. It, it's it's so bad you can't even say a word. You just have to make a face. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little puke noise. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I love that. Air Force should literally kill them. Like, it's just why. Colorado is so bad. You want to go... You, you said you had UBA, Illinois. That was that was your, yeah. that was your game for your walk? So going back to Champaign, I love, 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 which I don't know how much you guys are going to like this. I love this under. At, I got it at 57. I don't know what other places have it at right now. Virginia was very unimpressive against Richmond last week. Richmond's a, a solid FCS team. Going from a solid FCS team to playing Brett Bielema in Illinois is a different freaking animal. Illinois got a very good secondary. They're going to be able to stop the pass pretty well. Not fully, but you can't expect someone to fully stop the pass. Illinois got a very good run game with Chase Brown. Virginia is going to have a tough time stopping. I think Illinois is going to be able to take the clock. This is a game I see finishing 28 to 20. And I actually do like Illinois in this game. I think Illinois is the perfect counter to Virginia. Granted, I thought Georgia State was the perfect counter to South Carolina last week, but South Carolina also decided, you know what, Shane Beamer, we're going to pop out Beamer ball and block two punts. So I, I blame their head coach being the son of Frank Beamer, and I will take the under 57. I lean Illinois with the points, but I'm, this is my official play is the under 57. My lock, going to stay in my home state right here because it's kind of my home state, kind of not. But the Houston – Texas Tech, first half over 31.5. There's absolutely nothing you can do to convince me that this game's only going to be like 17 to 14 at halftime. But this is going to be all guns blazing. Absolutely love this in terms of through the air. Texas Tech historically always puts up among the worst defenses in the country, especially in the secondary. Houston, their concerns in the secondary only proved me right. It's still a very young secondary. Javari Owens at safety. I really like him, but he was caught out of position quite a few times. I love this over. I think both of these receiving cores, Zach Kitley, I think he's going to be mouthwatering whenever he watches Houston's defense on film last year, uh, last week against UTSA. Clayton Toon, Tank Dell, Joseph Manjack, he's finally getting the groove in, this, in the system. Matthew Golden, people are absolutely loving him in UH's fall camp. Perfect. I love this. This is gonna this this could literally be 24 to 20 at halftime. My lock is also a first first half play. And it's someone that I swore off betting. Now, granted, I am betting against them, but I swore off betting against Hawaii. The first half is Michigan minus 30 and a half. So it's it's a lot of points. But luckily, Michigan is starting JJ McCarthy this week, who I think is their better quarterback. I think he's better than Cade McNamara. He looked good last week. Cade's more of the move the ball slowly down the field. JJ McCarthy's going to be your bigger play guy. So I think he's going to put up some plays. I think Michigan's defense is going to turn Hawaii over multiple times. They're going to be throwing four interceptions in the first two weeks. That number's only going to go up from here. So I think I think they're going to turn them over a few times, get some short field. JJ McCarthy is going to be able to put up 35 in the first half, and we're going to be out of here. So I have minus 30 and a half for Michigan in the first half. 
So yeah, that's those are our locks. You got our our whole board, all of our picks. We'll tweet those out. Shout out Tally Site for letting us do that. Um, yeah, that's our week two show. You can follow us at Transfer Portal CFB. This will be on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram. Please be nice to me on TikTok. Uh, I don't know who's that. I'm just gonna put it up, but be nice. Let's win some money. Thanks for watching and listening.